Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to whatever episode this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady. And I'm so fucking excited for today's episode. Woo! You have no idea how long I wanted to talk about this sweet, sweet, divine angel on my podcast. And I am joined by somebody to, honestly, the fact that you have a Brandy Barbie sitting next to you without even, it's divine. Like, it's divine. In about three more things in my closet. Like, yeah, no, I don't play when it comes to Brandy. <laughs> well, I am joined today by my friend, Michael Mant- Mantana. <laughs> Michael Montana and we are talking about Miss Brandy Norwood today wow this you know it's crazy like we've talked about like what we could like what bullet points we could go through but there's right. so many things that it's like hard to even do that I know and that's why I haven't talked about her because I'm like where do you even start and like everything Literally. when it comes to Brandy is so important like every single thing is very important no, like, honestly, very much so. It's just, you know, it's just the doors that she's opened and the different things that she's been able to do. It's like, I really feel like she's one of those, like, once-in-a-generation kind of stars, for sure. Well, tell me, first of all, you are, like, one of my favorite people that I follow on the internet. Because oh you're just, God. like, you're so fun and you're so funny. And I would, I would say we were discussing before, like, how I would introduce you. And I was like, you are just like a pop culture content creator. Like you're just a person who loves pop culture. For sure. Through and through. And it's kind of crazy because like, I definitely feel like uh, I love me like a nice little blonde pop chick, but like, I definitely feel like I can get down with like the urban pop culture. And I just feel like there's, it's just, I feel like I'm like in a right and a medium mixture of all of it. And I just, I love it, honestly. Like it brings back so many good memories for me. So like, I really love living in that space. I agree. It's fun to be like right in the middle yes yes it's because there's so many things from urban culture that kind of cross over to um I feel like pop culture and mainstream culture but I feel like there's still so many gems like left in urban culture that didn't get those crossover moments that like I feel like like us black people know about so it's kind of it's interesting for sure yeah and it's interesting to see like when you when you are versed in both like it's interesting to be able to know the references that are being stolen from black culture to be like oh oh cool like the girls are doing Janet this year fun you know like <laughs> literally oh that that was a Mariah run oh mm, ooh, right that, ooh, this choreo's giving Maya like we know what you're doing like yes exactly <laughs> so tell me how tell me how Brandy was introduced to you like how did you become a Brandy fan so definitely I was a post I feel like I was like a post 90s kid I was born in I was born right in the middle of 95 so like my earliest memories actually include literally Brandy. Like it was, you know, reruns of Moesha, um, the Cinderella movie, the doll. I honestly thought that she was like this. I honestly thought that like how we would associate like Barbie with being Barbie. I literally thought that she was like a black, like living Barbie. Like I, it was, it, it was that crucial to me, like that serious. Listen, I don't, I don't blame you for having those thoughts. I still am convinced that Brandy is a black barbie that walks amongst us like honestly literally and it's and it's insane because again i feel like being that young and you know kind of seeing how many different spaces and places because brandy would be because you know i you know 
you could you'd see the Cinderella and then you turn on 106 and Park and her videos would be on there. So it's kind of like, it's, it's crazy, the visibility. I think I definitely felt super duper seen. And she wasn't, you know, she wasn't a super duper like pal, you know, she wasn't a light-skinned girl, you know? Right. You know, and I felt like that was also, you know, that was also, it was really important to see somebody that was my complexion for sure. Because, you know, I, I just feel like sometimes those women were not given that, like the correct amount of, you know, the correct platform per se, yeah. I would agree, especially at the time. Like, in yep. the the way that Brandy was marketed was so unusual for a black girl, and especially for a, like a dark skinned black girl with braids. Yes, the braids. Like what to be marketed as like um, like you know, like a good girl princess. Like the black yes. girls never get the the princess edit. Never, and that low key definitely bit her in the behind later on career wise. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like one of those, like, that's one of those things. It's like the, the whole Disney machine thing where you want, you know, good girl gone bad, quote unquote, you know, the BS that they've been trying to give girls for all this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, I've, I've referenced this a million times, but when I did, um, when I talked about Christina, I learned in the, during like the uh, Lady Marmalade stuff that like, everybody was really upset that everybody looked so sexy, except for Maya, because Maya was like the young black girl in the group and nobody had any expectations expectations that she would be like a good girl so it was like no Maya can look like like a French whore or whatever and it's fine but Christina looking like that is not okay because she can't be a whore and that was very much the vibe yeah and it's insane it's very much insane like that that was even like the thought process back then yeah I just I mean I mean in Loki I mean not even back then still is up to a lot of people um I can't you know I I it's that's insane I have no words for that still did you have a thing that you like did you gravitate more towards her acting or more towards her music or like what was your thing man I definitely think that it definitely had to be acting and I but you know I think that I I was introduced to her acting through the Cinderella movie so it's kind of like almost as like the acting with her singing went hand in hand like it was like Mm -hmm. and I just remember thinking that she had a very beautiful tone that I felt like was like pretty like just it was really pretty and very different than what I felt like I had heard um other R&B singers you know I you know the TLC of the world and the other you know it was more I feel like other R&B singers were very much more soulful but I think Brandy definitely had like a childlikeness to her voice like younger Brandy and I Mm -hmm. feel like I feel like that's kind of what got me into her, you know, really, really into her. And, you know, I remember having uh, my mom having um, the Never Say Never album. Yeah. So I don't know why I thought that that was like an extension of literally the Cinderella movie because I was so young. <laughs> right. But that yeah. makes sense, though. Like, honestly, it makes sense. There was a period where even outside of the, the movie, Brandy was still being marketed like as a princess. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it made sense that she would then play the princess because she was she was the princess of R&B. Like, literally. You know, I literally, I literally thought like earlier today. I said if there was like a Mount Rushmore of like black, you know, R and B princesses, like Brandy would literally have to be up there, and like, yeah, she would have to be there. I'm like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, we could. What? Oh my god. What would R and B albums post, like Brandy being the vocal bible, even even sound like? Like, what would music even sound like if Brandy hadn't literally changed the record industry? it's it's crazy and I think I mean you know especially with like full moon especially which I think it just celebrated its 20th anniversary I think last month Mm -hmm. um I mean the girls are I still feel like referencing that today 
Like I, I want to say that it was Rihanna who talked about like listening to Full Moon during her Good Girl Gone Bad era and being like, I listen to that every single day. And I honestly feel like, come on now, good. We all know Good Girl Gone Bad was like the Rihanna album that took her to that next level. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine how many other girls are still low key pulling from Brandy and like a lot of other people would know. Oh, for sure, absolutely. And not even the girls. Like I remember even reading, um, when I was looking at her Wikipedia, like. Adam Lambert has said that the that Maroon 5 yep. listened to Full Moon to like mix their music like I think that that album is one of those albums that people walk into like a producer's office and say I want you to help like help me make this album for me and what exactly and what is so crazy about it I feel like you know when I listen to it I'm like it is so crazy that you can take something from 2002 and it literally sounds so fresh now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, you know, I, I love a good dated sound or whatever, but I listen to a lot of older, those older sounds. And I'm like, this sounds like 2002 through and through, mm-hmm. but like that full moon, there's some songs on there that I'm like, this could have come out today yeah. and literally smashed. Oh, for sure. I also hate myself, by the way, for saying Adam Lambert instead of Adam Levine. I want everybody listening to know that I caught that. I'm ahead of the joke. <laughs> you could never pull one over you're, on me, okay? You're about to... Um, well, actually, you said, <laughs> hey, Troy, just a quick update on that episode. <laughs> um, <Dead. laughs> let's start. I want to start with like 90s Brandy. I want to get into this through the guise of 90s Brandy. As you mentioned, like sweet angelic voice, yes. baby girl, braids, overalls, yes. brand, like side pony. I like to, to, that one. yes very yes, much that. very much that girl like baby girl brandy it's crazy because like I honestly you know now that I you know when I look back at it I'm like wow she was really young and I mean a mm-hmm. lot of you know her peers in her same age group were really young and it's crazy to think that like she was so young coming on the scene or whatever but like she's stuck around since then still but I mm-hmm. I don't I honestly look back at look back at that you know and I'm like damn that's really crazy that she was able to kind of break through because like for every brandy there's so many other young black girls that were just not pushing it and making it like they they could have been oh god that's such a good point because I always say that brandy is like before Britney brandy was Britney I I'm so happy you said that I was literally thinking that today because I was like there is always those, there's always going to be those girls that we look to, to be the sweethearts and to be like the role models and whatever, whatever. And then, you know, we see what happens when they grow up, whatever. I think the what I can compare this to now is like Jojo Siwa being like coming out as gay. I feel like she's going through that era where I'm like, now hold on now, child. I was here last week and I saw this whole target role was Jojo Siwa. Now she got this little section. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I definitely feel like she was just like an an angel almost seriously like that's what it really felt like yeah it's really honestly it's hard to explain the mania around brandy as an artist and like you had said earlier like how visible she was that she was all over the place she was everywhere constantly and not only was she really successful in music but like she was a sponsor girl like brandy was spawn con the house brandy was literally everywhere booked that I mean those cover girl ads I I look at and I'm honestly I I just 
I remember seeing like those ads, like when I was younger, you know, and being like really amazed because I, there's just certain things when you grow up and you're black that you feel like are not necessarily a hundred percent, especially growing up in the time we did are not a hundred percent attainable. Mm. Like, I feel like that was like, oh my gosh. Like I was like, is she, like, she's on the, she's a cover girl. Like I honestly, a doll, right. I was, I honestly, like that to me is like, it just seems like like I, I it just that gave me a lot of hope growing up honestly I have to say it really did yeah and it, it should be noted she was the first ever black cover girl and she was the first black girl to do so many things like so many things but yeah the only way that I could really compare Brandy's influence on just like culture at the time really would be um Britney that's the only thing that yeah. I can really think of that's ever come close to that kind of like she you know just everybody being obsessed with her and her dominating every kind of like market I guess and it's no and it's and it's insane because I, I I again I honestly feel like there's a lot of for like black culture there's a lot of people that we hold really near and dear in our heart that literally typically only stay in that realm mm-hmm. but I feel like Brandy like it was for everyone I you know I'll look through old 90s magazines and you'll see all these white girls and you'll you see Brandy being the only black woman there which is like obviously unfortunate but it's like the fact that she was like that poster child, that girl for right. a lot of people. Let's talk about, let's talk about Moesha. Let's start with, let's talk Mo- about Moesha because we're here. If we're at Braves yeah. Brandy, we're going to talk about Moesha. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> okay. You were a Moesha girl hardcore, right? Like you love Moesha. Uh, hardcore to where, hardcore. Hardcore okay. to where I have opinions. Oh, tell me everything. I want to hear them. I honestly think that Moesha was the first of its kind. And I feel like, I don't think people talk about that enough. I genuinely don't think people talk about that enough. I really feel like there was no young Black girl given a starring lead show, a young Black girl. I'm not talking about, you know, of course we had Black women with their own shows. We had ensemble shows with Black families. But I feel like Moesha really was, I feel like they were like, like they're like okay they saw what they did with blossom the blossoms of the world and they were like you know let's see if we can try this out and man i really genuinely feel like the the good thing about moesha even though brandy was so young and a teenager playing moesha it it didn't feel corny or whack it felt still very cool and you know over time there are definitely some plot points in the later seasons that i'm like not getting with but it's Mm -hmm. fine it's okay okay <laughs> you're right though it did feel really cool it, and it, for a family show because Moesha was very much a family show a family show and you know it felt very cool and you know you had you know her two best friends who also felt cool and you had just you know you had um Shirley Ralph as D who I just feel like it just I mean encompassed so much and like I I, I love seeing that she's like has her resurgence and she's you know still doing stuff but I feel like you know, that, in, you know, that cast was just mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like that was a lightning in a bottle type of cast. Like, For sure. oh my God, Countess? Literally, Are we serious? I contemplated just having the episode be about Countess. Or, yeah, I'm not even kidding. I'm, I am, uh, when I tell you that I'm obsessed with this woman. She honestly does not get her just dues. Countess does not get her just dues. And it makes me really sick. It makes me freaking sick. She like was that. a comedy legend like there are not many people in this world who had what she had like that was very very exactly. special 
it's so special to the point where literally like I feel like I guarantee you like that there were there's probably some people in both the Brandy's ear and her ear because I know that there was friction on that set and them not mm. getting along which 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 ended up with her getting the Parkers and whatnot mm-hmm. um and I guarantee you it was one of those situations where they were like well Brandy you see uh you see Countess is over there you see she's shining or whatever blah 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 and I guarantee yeah. you that's probably what was causing the rift you know they the, the tale is old as time is like you know how they try to pit two young girls against each, against each other yep. in order to make them be better i mean we know what they try to do with Brittany and christina yeah we know like later on it was the miley's and the demis of the world and i feel like i remember even um i want to say zendaya and bella thorne talked about how on their first season of their show together that like the producers were like trying to pin them against each other and i whoo any show that can get a spinoff in my opinion, I feel like you have to have some kind of like the like for the first show to be good enough to get mm-hmm. to get a more, even more successful spinoff. I just feel like that's insane. insane. I agree, and for the spinoff to be also just like insanely iconic, literally so iconic, and literally like I mean, I know they're still getting royalty checks because I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the what the syndication rate is, but baby, you you could turn on a few different channels, and the Parkers is gonna be on. It's going oh, to be yeah. on the television. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. Like I lo- listen, I am obsessed with Moesha, but the Parkers. The Park. I'm gonna be honest, and I and I and I know this is Brandy's episode, but I really genuinely feel like the Parkers really ate Moesha because I mean, come on, Mo- are you kidding me, Monique? Oh. And like you said, Countess being like a literal comedy like force at that yeah. young age, and then and then Professor. Ooh, you could oh you know what exactly exactly no it's true and honestly all along she for her and brandy to be sharing what would be considered like the two leads i guess you could say and her as her sidekick she just had too much sparkle she's not a sidekick girl she's she Mm -hmm. had too much sparkle way too much way too much and uh, and again i I, i'm wondering if it was like a little bit of that kind of teenage jealousy Mm-hmm. And, and you know coming into play where it was like damn like she's still in my shine low key because I remember I want to say Countess had discussed other instances in her career where like people were kind of like tell her to chill out because mm-hmm. she was taking the spotlight basically right quote unquote stop being so funny exactly you know and also let's not forget how fucking funny Char was Char Jackson was hilarious like she was funny I somebody on TikTok did like it was like a little skit where they were like trying to like do an episode of Moesha and they did Char's thing so spot on and I feel like again Char also does not that's why I said the lightning in the bottle she does not get the credit either right for what she was able to really do for like you know I mean gosh I and and it's crazy they really honestly felt like three best friends they really genuinely did and I think I remember uh, whenever they did like a reunion special on the reel Shar originally was not supposed to be. She wasn't in the original pilot. They actually yeah. brought her in like the day after. They replaced the whole girl because I guess the girl just didn't gel as well with Brandy and Countess. And they threw her in there and she jumped right in apparently. And like they that's when they were like, okay, like now we now we can work with this. And that's that that ended up becoming like the three trio. Shar was like the goofy, like we like kind of weird. Like she had like almost like kind of a weird sense of humor. She was very physical. She did like weird voices. Like she was like wacky. Yes. You know, yeah. and she was, but she was funny. And also, I, I'm not, I know that now we're just going through the whole fucking class, but like right. Shirley Ralph, 
mother darling. Like, like Moesha, she... I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, well, you, she, was you. Always, she was always disappointed in Moesha, wasn't she? Waiting Lord. in the kitchen, waiting at the <laughs> island. Go up to your room. And the way she would like deliver lines, like she I was mean, just, oh. It's, it's insane because I, man, like, I, again, that's why I'm so happy that, she, that you know, she's gotten in with this uh, new role with Abbott mm-hmm. because I genuinely feel like as if, you know, I feel like we know what Black famous is. And right. I, I remember her talking about it recently saying that she understood that she was Black famous. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like as if she should have been in starring roles a long time ago. I feel like she, Shirley Ralph has always had, kind of had to play against somebody. And I feel like I'm happy to see her finally get into a very mainstream successful role now and I feel like a lot of younger people are starting to learn out learn about how iconic she is for sure you know she falls into this really interesting category of like black women who played moms on like 90s sitcoms that grounded the show but then didn't get credit for being the grounding force of the show and were pushed out like it's giving very like like literally <laughs> no, honestly, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I definitely feel like we, a lot of people would give that to Felicia Rashad. They would give it to um, Joe Marie Payton from Family Matters. They would give mm-hmm. it to you know Lisa Landry. You know, but I don't feel like they necessarily give it to her. And I and it's and it's insane, especially given the fact that how big Moesha was as like a as a show. It really is insane to like know that actually. Yeah, and they they did replace her, didn't they? Or am I making that up? I don't think they they replaced just about everybody else. I forgot to mention um, Fresh Prince Janet, but um, they ended, I don't think they replaced her. I think she might have been the only Black TV mom that was safe. Okay, because you know one <laughs> thing about them is they was gonna replace somebody. right. It, it literally like they didn't even care if she looked like it didn't even have to be a remotely similar woman at all. They literally were like, hmm, okay, we went dark skin, we'll go light skin this next time, right? Or vice versa. Like I, I didn't even realize until like a few years ago that like the last season of Family Matters, they replaced Harry. I didn't even know that. Yes. And I was like, oh, I said, I'm sorry, but who is this high yellow heifer? I'm sorry, (laughs) that is not my Harriet. (laughs) She's like the best example of being, like she was so grounding on that show, like her faces and stuff. And then they were like, well, we can replace you. (laughs) We have our goofball. He's running suspenders. We'll we'll do something else, yeah. (laughs) Um. And obviously, you guys listening, we are just jumping around. Like, we are, li- yes. there's so much to cover when it comes to Brandy's career that we're just jumping all over the place because there's, yeah, all of it is iconic. Um, one point that I wanted to make up, and I want your opinion on this, so tell me if you think I'm reading too far into it. So, like, I always wonder why Brandy, I always wonder why specific Black girls are able to like cross that boundary. I always call it the Whitney Houston boundary, like that 80s Whitney thing where it's like, oh, like Mm -hmm. she's a a, quote, safe black girl. Like we can let her into our living rooms. And I always thought, obviously this is a good transition to get into Cinderella. Yeah. But I always thought Brandy's relationship with Whitney was even more special for that reason because Whitney understood her on a level that like literally nobody else in the world could because she was a, a palpable, soft agreeable black girl that society had decided was like okay yep and i man what when it boils down to it i think that i think that the reason why they were they were her and when you were both able to do that is because i feel like during those eras in their career they were soft-spoken and i think that they didn't necessarily 
I think that like they were pal- like the word is palatable. And unfortunately, black women that that you know white mainstream media felt like were too finger wagging. I they felt like oh like they felt like they couldn't relate to that. But it would but you know and it's unfortunate when it's unfortunate that black girls have to you know be forced to be soft like that. I mean even mm-hmm. though that's probably a part of their actual character, but I guarantee you that they were both told to lean into that more oh, that yeah. softness of it all. And I mean not only I think for Brandy too, and I felt like for Whitney too, it's like the cuteness factor of it all. I mean, Brandy was very like, just very stru- face structure, very different, very soft, very beautiful. When, you know, you go look back at old Brandy interviews and you're like, you want to literally give her a hug because she just seems so genuine and so sweet mm. and so innocent. And I think, honestly, I think that's why I yeah. really do. They, yeah, that's such a good point. They both always read when they were young as like baby girl. Yep. As sweet, docile, young innocent baby girl exactly and it's crazy because I don't even feel like um I feel like with for you know Brandy's you know Monica as and, and as the streets call Monica they call her Gunica Monica was always you know because she was from you know she lived the street like she was from the streets or whatever and mm-hmm. I feel like she couldn't even fake it if she tried yeah and I, and I feel like you know you know I can say like Maya and Aaliyah I feel like they were both they were also very both very soft and stuff like that but I feel like they didn't have like the the factor of like a television show behind them and you Mm. know the movies and stuff like that and Aaliyah not until later on but I think that's kind of also why Brandy was kind of literally chosen to be put in that role yeah Monica always had a little bit of that Christina thing where it was like oh yeah you know like she's the girl that even if she is trying to pretend to be a sweet baby girl like she's just really not that girl no not at all literally I literally would never want to be on Monica's bad side no. And I Brandy definitely got to that. <laughs> it looked like happened. And man, she got punched. Right. And it's crazy because it's like, whoa. And it's funny because like they were joking about it during their versus battle, but I was kind of like, wow, like like you really assaulted her. That's crazy. Right. And like y'all are just kiki ki hee hee ha ha right now. And I was like, whoa. And before the VMAs at that, excuse me. Right. Can you imagine if that happened now? Oh my God, can you imagine? Oh my God, the world will stop. Somebody would have been able to film it. Oh, you're so freaking. You know, because every, I mean, it happened backstage. Everybody was watching that happen. Wow. And now they have the cameras everywhere where you can see every little angle. Oh my God, can you imagine? Some girls would be in trouble if they did that back then. Wow. Punched Brandy. Like, what? What? Like, Monica really is that girl. And I love her for it. And I and I do too. And I and I mean, there, it's funny because like again, every now and again, you'll literally hear people on Twitter just call her Gunica because there'll be a moment she'll be on the show or something, and something will happen. And her reaction will be so very real. And everybody's like, everybody's like, Monica can never be fake. She can't. No. Even during verses, like the whole time, like she wasn't like mean, but you could just very clearly see the moments that she was annoyed with Brandy or Brandy was like dancing too much or singing too much. You could just see it. Yes. Oh my God. I was honestly, and I think that's probably why that for me was one of the most entertaining ones of all because there's so much history there and there's so many different ups and downs because like, oh my gosh, there's so many ups and downs, but like, Again, Monica literally, it's like I, she would just be looking back, looking back at Brandy like, girl, 
if you don't stop. <laughs> and like, Brandy was like in her own world. You could tell Brandy is just so kind of flighty and like flower. Literally. Like, like she's a little hippie girl. Like to just, this day. Yes. Like just free spirit, Literally. enjoying the moment, vibing, has no idea that she's being mean mugged, you know? None at all. Literally none. <laughs> um, let's just skip to the boy is mine. <sighs> we're wow. here let's just do it you know and it's insane because again it's it's that to me like as a young person like I remember seeing that video I want to say that I had like a VHS tape of some sort you know how they did like the wow that's crazy they'll put four videos on a tape and we literally were just mm. like replay replay and now it's like girl <laughs> I could girl what but um I think I had one I, I had one of those and I remember watching that over and over and over and again it was crazy to me to see two black women like be I mean oh my god like I mean that song literally like played all the freaking time like I'm like it's it literally was like it reminds me of like the summer when like blurred lines literally would not and you're just like okay like I please turn it off and yeah. I can appreciate a lot more but back then it was like oh my gosh you hear a little harp coming in and you're like oh my god here it is what a great fantastic song and honestly, it, it's insane because as as big as R&B legends that Monica and Brandy both are, that's their only, I want to say that was their like only Grammy. That was the only Grammy that either of them ever won, which is insane because Monica's had several R&B peaks and hits. Right. And like, I mean, she's been able to resurge and come back too. And, I, I, and that to me is like, I remember, I want to say that on I don't know if it was, it was something special but literally Monica was like me and Brandy will forever be lumped together because that is literally our only only Grammy that we've ever won and that's why I honestly fuck the Grammys honestly fuck those people I mean to be honest very much that or I mean or whatever whatever politics or crap was really happening back then I mean I'm, I don't know what they're trying to do now with it I don't know if they're ever gonna like fully have like people's trust or whatever Right, but like right. back then, I'm like, okay, now how's Mariah going home with nothing on some of these nights where she was literally peaked at, like she sat on top of the Billboard chart all year long, and you're telling me I this know. is how many she took home? It's it absurd. Makes sense, and it's almost to me like a lot of times, just because I know that some of the Grammys presidents have been very chauvinistic, that they literally were like, "Oh, you're a powerful woman. Let's knock you down a peg." Which, in my opinion, is why they literally like, I'm like, why is Beyonce not? Never mind. Okay. It, not, no, like literally, <laughs> it makes there's no logic behind it, and that's why it's so frustrating. So it's frustrating, and, and and so frustrating. And again, I mean, again, for us to literally know how impactful, especially like you know, Full Moon was, and, and not winning anything is insane. But um, <laughs> I, I and I was telling this to you, and one of the points was that like they had initially recorded that together, and it just they were not vibing. So they had to, Monica had to go back later on and do her other parts. And it's insane because both of them, they only performed that song together one time and I was at the VMAs, but both of them would perform it separately. And I'm like, you know that the beef has to be something special for y'all to be like, okay, we're not going to perform. I mean, I I mean, back then everybody was still watching TV. So I'm pretty sure there was so many more late night shows, so many Mm. more award shows that they could have performed that at. And I honestly wonder, like, oh my gosh, would that would the song would have been even bigger if they would have been able to do that? But um, I honestly like think that, in my opinion, I think that was one of the the bigger like female duets. And I feel like, like I feel like that like kind of gave the start to like later on for like um, 
what was the one a trust with monica and mm. call i feel like yeah. i feel like because of that song everybody wants to do it with brandy or monica or yeah. brand or because i mean brandy's doing all these songs with all these artists that grew up on that right and they're like like who do you want to collab with brandy and it doesn't matter i mean i know janae's janae Iko did a song with her brandy will pop up on all these younger r&b singer stuff and i'll be like wow you're really that girl that yeah. these 20 somethings want to want you to hop on their song. And she loves the younger girls that appreciate her the same way Whitney did. The way that Whitney loved, like the way Whitney used to just pop up at fucking Destiny's Child shows and shit alone. Like she, mm-hmm. you know, like she loves the girls. And it's crazy. Because, and I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I, I also have a huge affinity for Whitney too, and, yeah. because she was such a, strong supporter even back then when I feel like it wasn't even like super popular to be that way like now I obviously yeah. like you know girls want to say a face and be like oh, I support other girls but it's really mm-hmm. not it really wasn't ever giving that um <laughs> right. and he was very genuine with it and I think that's another reason why that rift happened because from my understanding Brandy has gone out gone out later on and said stuff like you know she wasn't even that close to her like you know you know uh Monica wasn't even that close to Whitney or whatever and I honestly feel like that is a huge, I feel like that's a, like, Brandy and, like, with her protection of Whitney and, like, how she feels like she guards Whitney so close, mm-hmm. I think that's literally why her and, I think that she just has this weird feeling towards Monica for that. I don't know if it's animosity or what, but um, I you remember right before Whitney died is when they did their second duet. Um, it was his all belongs. It all belongs to me. Oh yeah, one. yes. The one that we that we were all like, eh. yeah, like I'm mm. like, oh y'all could not come up with something better than this. I, I mean, know. I, it's like you really want to support it and love it, but you just know that it was it's not giving what it could give. Right. And, but that came out right around the time that Whitney passed, and I remember there was like that whole like thing where it was like you know. Monica was talking about what Whitney said to her. And I think that like, I don't know why. I think that that really pissed Brandy off. I just feel like that really made her mad for whatever reason. Um, because she was so guarded with her and so just wanting, you know, Whitney for herself. Yeah, that whole, their whole relationship. And like you said, them being tied to each other basically for the rest of their lives. It feels like the whole thing just feels so like, um, like a fever dream like I can't even believe that it's real because if you think about it it was the perfect storm because you had these two girls occupying the top chart of the R&B like the tops of the R&B charts for years yep the like you said there was an we were much easier it was easy to manipulate us as a society at the time very much so you know, so it was very easy to paint this picture of them like ripping each other's hair out and shit all the time. And people really, really believed tabloids back then. Like everything we read, yeah, we believed it. Like the National Enquirer said, it is true, right? Like Brandy's an alien. It's true. It's, it's, it's officially true. true. Oh, oh, they said it, and it's true. <laughs> and then you like you put them together. Not to mention that the lyrics of the song and the way that they are combating each other in the song, and they are they are doing it in this way that's just so perfect. Like the back and forth, the call and response, like it's just in the video, the video, it's just it's it's too much. I have goosebumps, I'm not kidding. No, honestly, same. It, it, it's I'm laughing right now because it very much is like you're you're very much like looking at it and I'm thinking of like how Dallas Austin said that he had to re-record the parts later on can you imagine them standing together in the booth trying to be like one up each other because I mean not only do you have the thing is like 
they're like we're both two really really good vocalists oh my but God. also we're literally also like I forget we're literally two teenage girls mm-hmm. and I feel like I, you know now that I'm like obviously way out of that stage I'm like I get it a little bit more now where you feel like you kind of have to like you know one up or whatever but I feel like that honestly is why that you know that video is so great yep I think that's why the song came out so great I literally feel like the people who are pulling those strings to make sure that fight and make sure they stayed weird Mm. I feel like they were like we're gonna get to this bag yep we're gonna explain you doing so that's and it's so unfortunate it's so unfortunate because we've again we've seen like we mentioned earlier we've seen that repeated over so many times yeah it's true i'm glad that you brought up the the people purposely pulling the strings to make them not get along because that was very much the vibe like they've both said that they were surrounded by people who were planting stories and telling them shit and making shit up and doing all kinds of crazy shit to make them hate each other and when you hear it from both of their perspectives honestly I agree with them both. Like, I understand Yeah, you said as teenagers. Like, I understand Brandy being like, this girl is a fucking bully. And she's jealous of me and she hates me. And I don't understand why she's so mean. But you can also understand Monica being like, this girl's so fucking annoying. She's so annoying. She's, she thinks she's this big, huge star. She thinks she's better than me because she has her own freaking TV show. She's proper. She's literally like, she's so, you know, she's everything that I'm not. And you know what's crazy? I wondered if Brandy was like, I, I wonder if Brandy understood and knew, like, I don't have edge. I don't have the edge that Monica has. Mm-hmm. I don't have the sensual sex appeal that Aaliyah and Maya have since they were all kind of peered up together. Mm-hmm. And it's like one, that what one person lacks, another person has. I'm wondering, again, teenage girlness of it all. Yeah. And it, it was so much easier to kind of be in this really weird, really weird middle ground because I feel like, let's be honest, back in the day, as much as we could appreciate Christina and Brittany, most of us were, were team Brittany. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, sure. most of us, most of us were literally team Britney because Britney was, I mean, I'm sorry. It's, there's so much stuff. <laughs> so much stuff back there. I'm like, Kyle, let me stay out of focus Finish. on Brandy. Finish. Finish. Whoa. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like, there must have been a lot of resentment from Monica because of how they were perceived. Yep. You know, and that Monica would always be known as like the around the way girl. Yep. Monica was the little hood girl with a, with yes. a powerful voice and Brandy yes. was the princess, the pretty mm-hmm. Barbie doll princess. Monica didn't yep. have a Barbie. You know what I mean? Like, that's hard. Which I was like, okay, who was failing Monica? Because she could have had her one. If Mandy Moore had a Barbie. Girl, if Vitamin then- C had a Barbie. Like, if Dream, Monica- <laughs> Dream the Girl Group has Barbies. Monica could have had a fucking Barbie. Exactly. That saying sitting up in my room. Like, literally. we could have made that happen. Yes, literally. Literally. <laughs> and then this all leads up to the, like you said, the one and only time that they ever performed it. And if you, I've watched this performance thousands <laughs> of times. I mean, honestly, I could tell you every beat, every step, like every light cue, you know. Um, and just the, the, Tension. The tension. They did not want to be anywhere near each other. And it, the way that they performed that song the one time played out exactly as it was intended. As, and it, as it's perfect. Perfection. It's literally like it's literally a, a <laughs> perfect performance. And like I said, I wonder 
how many freaking people made sure that it happened that way. I wonder if, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's so easy. It's so, it's so easy to manipulate and tell teenagers things and like, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh, I can only imagine what was being said. And then the whole literal, like, you know, her literally assaulting her before going on stage. Like, it's like, how did you even like perform with somebody like after that? That's I insane. I know. If you guys haven't watched this performance, you have to just, I mean, literally YouTube, Brandy and Monica, the boys mind live. It's the only time that, well, there's ones from like 20, 30 years later, but obviously yeah. that doesn't count. Yeah. Um, it's the one performance from that time period. And you can tell that Brandy is like shaken up. Like you can just tell that some crazy shit just happened. <laughs> she had her, she was me. She, she was like, let me keep my space, but let me do what I need to do. And let me get the staging right. But like, I don't want to get popped again. Yeah, they won't go anywhere near each other on stage. And it kind of reminds, it's like funny because I remember they won, I don't know if this is before or after the VMAs, but no, no, it had to be after or after, I think the Grammys the following years, they won. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, again, they won and like Brandy just takes a beeline to the stage and just runs on the stage and like mm-hmm. Monica has to catch up to her and it's kind of like, you know, Monica's like sitting back like, here she go. Bitch. Here she go again. Like, here she go again. And it's funny because I think that's like, they mentioned that in uh, Brandy's Behind the Music special. And they like do the little, because like, you know, there's no camera phone, smartphones. They do the little, where they do the little white spot. And it's like, you just see her just like running to the stage. Like, you know, Monica's like, golly, I will never. Yeah. I literally, she's like, I cannot wait to do another song that's not this song. So I don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> right. right. And you know, Brandy went up on stage and like, thanked God and was like such a princess about it. And, literally. You know, like it's relatable, but also it's relatable from Brandy's perspective too, because she never meant any, like Brandy is the most harmless, like, especially at that time when she was just a, a little a little like fairy, a little like literally. Oh my God. Like she was, and Brandy still is even, she's such a free spirit and just so like, I don't think people really understand how like kind of hippy dippy she is. It's no, literally it's insane because like, you know, throughout her career, she's, she's kind of stepped into roles like that are a little bit more aggressive, like as far as like the tone and stuff. Mm -hmm. Moesha was very girl next door, very sweet, Mm -hmm. you know, cute, you know, she stepped later on into like Chardonnay with, you know, from the game. And then she did Star where she played a similar role. And then just the recently maybe possibly deserved cancellation of Queens. Um, oh, yeah. I love the Black women on that show, but I'm like, Lord, we could have, we, y'all could have done my girls better with the writing. But again, like she's always, it's, it's, always, it's always interesting for me to see her embody those kind of roles. Cause like, it's so hard to believe sometimes like I'm like I I, I am like oh my gosh like but no you're Brandy like you're 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 giving like you know like you're giving I want to you're her vocals are like a hug yeah oh god her music like is like a hug like it really it doesn't it's not giving like I remember you know Cardi B like I think last week or two weeks ago I sent it to you she was talking about um right here to party and I'm I feel like that's not even like one of Brandy's bigger errors or songs but I feel like that just goes to show that how much impact that she has amongst like this younger generation. Cause like, I wouldn't even consider that like a really big era for her. Right. Well, you brought up her voice. Should we talk about it? I mean, the thing is, wow. <laughs> I, I, uh, truth be told, I, I think like, as we saw a couple of weeks ago when uh, Mariah um, like enlisted her for uh, her thing, I forgot what it's mm. called. Masterclass. Masterclass. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that that literally I think game recognizes game. 
And I think that Mariah Carey understands that like there's just not a lot of girls that are in her caliber, like as far as putting together vocal arrangements. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a reason why she picked Brandy because Brandy is literally called the vocal Bible. People don't come for us. Google it. Listen, um, if you put Brandy in vocal Bible, it's gonna pop up. It's gonna there's gonna be a search result, search results. So don't come for us. Okay. That is a known thing. And um, if you don't know it by now, that's not our problem. That's it's really not. It's really not. You just got to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I honestly, again, feel like as if, wow, I mean, even as, as you know, Brandy's voice went through a change when she got out of that puberty era and she kind of came, her voice got this more raspy tone and it, it got a little deeper. And it it's insane because, you know, like, you know, when we talked about Full Moon, it's like she really was so intricate in the way every all of that was put together and I mean oh my god like I just I sit back and think about there's a song on her album um human I think it's called acapella something's missing and it's it's literally just her voice like oh, her god. voice is making all the beats oh my and god I honestly that song is so amazing to me and like I know Brandy doesn't like she says she claims she does not like that album she says she does not like the human album and I'm like, you know, she, you're entitled to your own wrong opinion, Brandy. That's fine. <laughs> right. Um, but um, there's moments like on that where you just see her just, you know, come in and out of those, you know, vocal layerings and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's crazy because I think that when people think vocalists and vocals, they think of powerhouse. They think that mm-hmm. a person has to literally like have the Whitney kind of voice. They have to really like, you know, they have to give a Fantasia or something, you know, but I feel like there's layers to Brandy's vocal stylings and like I'm just like her ear for being able to put different pitches and sounds and notes all into I mean come on who is who is doing it like that well it's it's literally genius like it literally is a gift like she's she was born with a gift and like you said when it comes to like her like Mariah it's like a game recognized game thing like Mariah understands that Brandy has a gift that you are born with and that you can't be taught yep and the way that I would describe her layering her vocals like the only thing I can even think that would be comparable would be the way Michael used to beatbox all of his like all the layers like the instruments and everything before he laid the track down so he knew what it sounded like before um it's really it's honestly it's it's masterful like it is watching a fucking person just do something that is so insane watching her do it oh my god watching her record it's (sighs) it's insane and I you know there's a lot of times where she'll she'll be recording and she'll get bored and she'll go in the bathroom and she'll like sing a random popular song Mm -hmm. um I think she I remember one time it's like she did like just impromptu cover of Diamonds by Rihanna and I'm like listening to it and I'm sitting here thinking like wow I would never think that a person could interpret diamonds and sing it like that yeah it, it gave it almost to me gave like a, like a song that was a few years old like new life and she's done it so many different times over yeah. and I yeah. think that there is a now there's a long list of girls that literally from the Chloe's and the Hallie's of the world mm-hmm. to the Victoria Monet's of the world to like our summer walkers all these upcoming there's so many girls that like are trying to kind of mimic and do that. And, and I think that it, I think that everybody's they're each to the, each their own, everybody's talented and they can do it. I, but I feel like, you know, wow. It's like Brandy just has such a special, special thing in that. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it cannot be like copy at all. 
I mean, Ariana's entire vocal styling is just brandy. And like, oh, her- and, 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 and you know, as, 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 as much as we get on Ariana and we do, because man, man, oh man, I, I, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the Beyond the Blinds episode. <laughs> oh God, don't and, bring it up. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but I remember early, early on in her career, that's literally who Ariana gave credit mm-hmm. to. I remember there was a Billboard article like right after Ariana Grande's first album came out and she literally talked about Brandy. And, and she brought up the same thing that I brought up earlier where it's like, what's so great about Brandy is like, we have the pre-Brandy before she kind of hit her puberty and her voice deepened. And Ariana mm-hmm. talked about how she appreciated both Brandys. And I feel like as if it's very true. The only, re- the only reason like positions, here, oh. that could have, positions could have easily been Brandy's song. That, that yes. vocal layering and, yes. and, the, and, and the placements of it all I, I'm telling you, I know I know these girls are, t- are taking these albums and they're listening through and through and through yeah. and through and they're really taking in how Brandy did these things and they're applying it to now, for sure. Yeah, for everybody listening who was unaware that Brandy is referred to as the vocal Bible, there's a lot of you- YouTube videos that do these compilations of like why she's considered that. And it's not, e- not even just, you know, the layering is like, crazy and you it is like I said it's really fun to watch Brandy layer her vocals and make these crazy sounds out of like 30 different tracks of her voice just crazy it's like Bjork shit um (laughs) but then there's the runs because Brandy is known for this very specific style of doing vocal runs that is just um I heard, I remember a, a music, it may have been Dallas, a producer referred to hit, referred to it as the way that Brandy can do runs is the way that a person, a, a normal person can walk up and down stairs. Wow. Like she lands wow. on each step. It's not like a, she hits every single note. Like most oh, yes. people, when they do a run, it's like, that it's all over the place and they're up and down and they're all, like, yes. Brandy is hitting like thousands of notes Ugh. hard. Like it, I don't even know if I'm explaining. Am I am I making any sense? No, honestly, I think that makes perfect sense. It's okay. like it's like when a person, you know, we we see it all the time in live performances with people when they try to kind of effortlessly go up those ladders or whatever. And sometimes yeah. there's always there's always like a, like like the example of you talking about a step. There's always like a misstep on one part of it. Mm-hmm. With Brandy, you're just she's her feet are gonna be firmly planted. <laughs> right. <laughs> And there's going to be no misstep. And I, oh, no matter how fast she's running up and down the stairs, she'll, it, she won't skip one. Never. And it's like, and, and it's exactly. And it's almost like, I don't even know. I honestly feel like most of the people that do do collaborations with her have to kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of have to understand that, like, this is no longer my song. This is probably going to end up being Brandy's song because she's going to eat me up. Yeah. She's going to eat me up. She's going to <laughs> literally do things that I just know for a fact that I can't do. Yeah, and honestly, I, I love the the conversation of her two different voices, like her, her young voice yes. and her adult voice is, oh, I love that because I think one of the most interesting things is when an artist discovers, I always use Miley as an example for mm-hmm. this. Yes. At a certain point, Miley figured out, I have a weird voice in the best way. Like my voice is not like the other girls. I have a strange, unique voice and I should lean into how unique my voice is. And now we have Miley as the best version of herself, right? Exactly. The very much the best version of her, version of herself, but like 
in my opinion, I feel like the most universally like understood, I think there's one thing that a lot of people, you can say a lot of things about Miley Cyrus, but I think the one thing that a lot of people cannot take away from her now and they won't is her voice. And I feel like, you know, back in the days when it was like her and her peers, I feel like we would have easily given the voice to like Demi or something. But I feel Mm -hmm. like, again, Miley was able to master how to actively really use her voice in that kind of way. And I feel like it's it's weird now because I'll look back and I'll listen to older Miley and like mm-hmm. you said, I'll see that same thing, the duality of when a person is young and when a person grows up mm-hmm. and how their voices mature and they fall into it. And just like Brandy, Miley fell right into that. Yeah. Also, Rihanna, I think, is a good example of that. Like, yep. Rihanna at a certain point was like, oh, my voice is like weird and deep. <sighs> deep. And, and I'm so happy that she came to that realization and understanding because I'll listen to, you know, Rihanna's first first two albums and I'll be like, this is lacking a little bit of the sauce in the, in the Riri flavor that we got right. later on down the line. And I, and I think that she, I think that like most like young, most, most like how young women, they get more confident as they grow up when they're singing. And I feel like that's how like stars are kind of like, you know, stars are kind of born and given, you know, you know, people just yeah. kind of break their way up where it's kind of like, I feel like there's, we're all, we always, a lot of times people try to discredit female artists all the time as like, you know, a puppet or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, a lot of times when people, they try to master their craft, they do get there. They get there. Yeah. And you're right. It The difference between like a real superstar, like a real, yes. like a superstar versus yes. somebody who just is famous is yes. like, it, it is a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. Like it looking back and being able to appreciate all the different versions of Brandy's voice and the different styles of music that she's done it is a journey and that's what makes it so great versus people now who just like become really famous and are considered iconic or superstars immediately I mean, and you're like um what like you may want to release a follow-up album before I consider you iconic okay because the thing is if you can't escape the sophomore slump I'm like I'm like we don't even know I'm like excuse me right i'm like the girls are back then the girls were were, were strong on their fourth album nowadays people can't even get to their third exactly we're seeing a huge commercial decline and 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 there's also you know a lot of times not even growth with their projects it's like the same project sometimes over and over um and yeah no very that part very that yeah and i I'll, i would also suggest anybody listening to this who hasn't maybe you know embraced brandy's catalog in a long time yeah listen to full moon i mean like you could listen to so many brandy albums and really live but like full moon to me is the one it is the one like it's the rock and roll hall of fame will be remembered forever like changed music you know changed the music industry that album changed literally and this is not sarcasm you can read about it on wikipedia that means it's true that album changed how people record music forever and it's and I I remember you know there's a there's a point in time where I was like and in high school and I was like you know there was a point in time where I feel like we were not really sub- celebrating black artists like we are kind of now I feel like we're finally mm-hmm. finally starting to get like R&B artists you know there's R&B artists touring I feel like there's a point in time where breaking an R&B artist was really hard so I would go back and I listen to that album um Full Moon and I really think like wow like it's crazy to think that you know 
I, I remember I remember feeling like not enough people were appreciating it for what it was. And, I, and now I remember when the, you know, the anniversary of it happened recently. And I just remember seeing like my peers appreciate it. And then there's so many young people that, you know, when people do their little, my favorite albums of all time, you know, they do little grids and stuff. You'll mm-hmm. see Full Moon on there. And I'm like, and there is people younger than me. I'm like, baby, you were literally one years old when this came out and some and it's just like crazy to me because I feel like those types of albums just transcend time like I said you can literally put some of those songs and match them up to like what is on the radio now on full moon and you're literally like gonna have a hit a smash and that's crazy yeah. that's and even crazy for me the way that she was able to like re you know repackage herself and, and choose how she got to look and and you know, like when I think of the full moon era, like it's so like visceral, like the the styling, her hair, her makeup, like just like that early 2000s, like the technology and the music videos and like yes. it all just feels so like a perfect era, like a chapter, you know? It, no, it, it really does. And I, and I remember being, you know, younger and I remember my younger me being a little like really crazily confused by like the full moon era because I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, like. I'm like, we just, ha- you know, we're coming off the have you ever and still Bernie so soft-spoken and, you know, Cinderella. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that was her true, like, step up to gritty and grittier. I mean, the look was older. Her voice sounded older. I mean, the themes on it were, like, older. I mean, like, you know, she was talking about more sexual themes, more adult themes. And, but it felt like such a natural progression rather than just like, you know, how the girls step right into sex. Like, and it's like, it's like, are you, have you, you know what I mean? It's like, you can always tell yeah. when it's not as genuine. And, you know, of course, a lot of us still enjoy and we don't care. It's kind of like, you know, for me, I feel like a person in a similar fashion has stepped into sex very easy. Obviously we could talk about Dirty with Christina, but I feel like Britney smoothed herself from cutesy to sexy very sly and easy and I feel like it worked because it felt genuine and I feel like that's what full moon gave oh that's such a good comparison that's true it wasn't like hey guess what I got my clip pierced hey everybody yeah, no literally no literally it was like I'm I'm growing up with you and I'm growing yeah. up with my fans and I'm Bob you know and I and I and I genuinely feel like you know when an artist tries to jump the gun on that sometimes like it can come off very contrived I think that's why a lot of us like with like for you know going back to like Miley I feel like when she threw out can't be tamed we were kind of like yeah dang mamas it was just party in the USA two seconds ago <laughs> right. like right. what do you mean yes and then looking back it's like I can't even imagine what she thinks of that of herself in a birdcage like in fucking forever 21 shorts trying so hard to be sexy trying so hard only for her to really actually finally be able to come out and like actually like have impact and do it like later it's crazy because I feel like there's such a revisionist history of like wow Miley turned like was really trying to go for the jugular with bang- with bangers and it's like um no can't be tame she tried and it just yeah. didn't really pan out how she wanted it to can't be t- okay this is the gayest analogy I'll ever make so just prepare yourself can't be tamed is to Miley as Lady Marmalade was to Christina where people will say, oh, when Stripped came out, like, Christina really went crazy and what a, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, like, she actually tried that with Lady Marmalade. Like, she was yeah. like, mm, wait, like, Ooh. Ooh, weave? Wait, what? <laughs> said, oh, my God. She said, she said, now, I like what that Black woman has on. I want to do that. I want, who was her name? Look him. Hmm. Oh, Look can, I? Can, can, can I? Can. 
I remember what? Oh my God! When Wendy Williams was like, "I met the black Christina." Yeah, <laughs> literally, too funny because it very much is that. Very, very much is that. Listening to Black Christina talk now is so. I love listening to Christina interviews in two thousand two. Oh, oh my god! Gosh. And you know, it's 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 funny because it's kind of a thing that we all know that they do. Because I feel like there was even a point in time where, like, I started to hear that kind of. It wasn't a full-fledged black scent from Ariana Grande, but it definitely was like a, you know, I want to be, you know, I'm urban and I want to be this, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cooler, and I'm at, I'm at, um, the, I'm at the hip hop R&B station, so I'm gonna be like laid back, and I'm right, like, cool. yeah, and I baby, I baby hairs late tonight because I'm yeah. at like a cool, yeah, thing. yeah, uh, exactly, <laughs> like in my my, I was reading like old Christina things the other day. And or I was watching old Christina stuff on YouTube because sometimes I'll get, you know, I'll get trapped into a Christina hole. Like it happens. All the time. All the time. And the way she used to talk to Carson in 2002. Oh, Carson, that's so crazy. <laughs> What's up, Carson? Like, I, like who it's like her. Like, I mean, literally, I just imagine literally whenever her and Justin like went on tour, it was just like, let's see who can do the best black saying. Let's see who, like, let's see how urban we can get. Let's see how urban we can get over here. You know what I mean? And then the following year, she's like a transatlantic speaking, like 1910 <sighs> movie star. <laughs> oh my Literally God. May West. And it's <sighs> and oh my goodness. And it's it's it kind of it kind of leads me back. It's interesting, it kind of leads me back to like with like, you know, how you know we know why others are able to do that, but like, you know, obviously we know about Brandy eventually was vilified for, you know. Being, you know she got pregnant and there was a whole marriage scandal and you know she mm-hmm. lied to Oprah and that was a whole big thing but it's like Brandy was not able to go back to being just like it's like a, a Janet situation they're never able to go black women are never able to go back to being cutie it's like once that is done for they're yeah. not able to go back to that and I think that's that's the true double standard of it all which is crazy um in the in the grand grand scheme of it all right and like you know, looking back, like how sad that she had to lie. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, it, it oh, man, it's it, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy because I mean, I'm looking at the amount of um, female singers that have had babies within the last four or five years, and how now it won't kill your career. Now it's fine. You yeah. know. A lot, lot, a lot of these women were not married and it do, obviously doesn't matter and it shouldn't have mattered back then and it's crazy because right. it's like wow why are we so fixated on that and why do we care so much and like I can't imagine how as a young woman how that feels yeah how do you feel as a young as a young woman navigating your career like everybody looks at you one way but you're like you know you it's, it's like it's really unfortunate that like she had to go through that and it's unfortunate that she you know was probably pushed into lying I guarantee you she, oh, for sure. she had to lie like yeah and that is really sad I definitely think she was pushed into lying I feel like her mom if you know anything about Brandy you know that her mom had like an iron fist over her and her the protection of her and who was allowed to be around her and like her image and like Brandy's mom was very intense yeah and I feel like Brandy must have had Brandy and her mom must have had very similar conversations in rooms alone yeah as Whitney and Sissy like I would imagine yep. that there's some really yep. intense parallels there like yep. be a good girl for these white people and be sweet and talk proper and Ex- you know a lot of that exactly exactly and, it, and it's crazy because you know we we wow it, it's yeah, wow what a great parallel and it, and it goes back to kind of what you said earlier of 
them getting each other mm-hmm. and the closeness of it of it all and them getting each other like I mean I honestly think I honestly think the day that you know the fact that Whitney died on Brandy's birthday as well oh, I honestly God. think that was the I think like a part of Brandy literally died that day I genuinely sure. do I think um I think a part of her died that day and I think that like I think that she'll forever be kind of hurt or feel like she could have done more or you know whatever um and I know she I know she carries that I know she carries that with her for sure it's gotta be and especially look not to get too beyond the blinds about it but especially like her her fucking Brother. brother's involvement like yes it's and it's crazy you mentioned that because literally I remember like getting off an episode of y'all's and was being like I want to see what's going on with Brandy and I remember like reading one and I'm reading a, a few different ones and I was just kind of like you know, Ray G has such a close knit close. There's, you know, you know, we all know the obvious. I, it's never been said, but like we're, you know, we're looking at we're looking at things and we can kind of observe, you know. Yeah. And man, it there's got to be way more that has not been said. Yeah. There's got to be way more that's not not known. And as as much as like as much as polarizing as a figure Ray J is, like it's kind of like, mm, dang. Ooh. I know. I know. Ooh. That's a whole, you could do a whole episode on that. On just I mean, Ray, J, Ray J's involvement oh. in everybody's shit. Every, and Ray J is like, Ray J is the man who is everywhere all at once, but nowhere at the same time. That, oh my God. It's like the terror read of like urban culture. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Ray J is the terror read of urban culture. That's the name of this episode. And it's, and, but like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean like, I mean it's low-key kind of true because I mean and it what's also insane too is like it's also crazy for Ray J to it, his career is wow it's it's insane because I'm yeah. like I mean you had one wish and then you had I you mean you had you know oh my gosh um sexy can I right I'm, I'm even going as far as to thinking like Ray, Ray J's involvement with like I remember there was like a a, a, a special on VH1 about gay men and hip-hop and like Ray J was on there just like being like, yeah, it's gay people. It's, I, it's people I'm friends with right now that are gay rappers. Like just very to the forefront of like that. And I'm almost like, damn, I'm yeah. surprised you really stepped into this box. But it's literally what you're saying is Ray J will be everywhere and then nowhere at the same time. Right. Literally when he's talked about how his glasses wouldn't break and then they just broke the, I mean, it was like... <laughs> oh, right. And then also his involvement too with like, like because Ray J wasn't necessarily a part of like the Omarion like B2K Mm -hmm. Marcus Houston thing but he like was a part of it exactly or (laughs) no no he really was you know there were tears of I feel like there was a little bit of like there were some men people that were like a difference definitely a little bit second fiddle to like the bigger people which I would you know, I'll say, like, obviously, like, we know that, like, if we're going up there, it's, like, B2K, Bow Wow, and then mm-hmm. there's people that are a little bit more under there, like the Marios, and the, you know, mm. you know, the Marios, I feel like Ray J's a step below them, exactly. because I feel like with Ray J, like, he just was never able to sustain, like, a, like, we know Ray J, we know songs about Ray J, we know things that he's done and been involved mm-hmm. with, but he's never been at the level that he's at, and it's interesting, too, because, like, I also wonder if it's the fact that, like, literally, it's, like, your sister's Brandy, yeah like I mean just like how with Jamie Lynn it's like your sister's Britney Spears you were never going to ever I mean Jessica with Ashley Simpson like you were never going to you are very much who you are in your own right but like you were never going your your sibling is too up there that it's gonna 
it just was never going to be able to pan out for you. Like your sister has reached a level of fame that like nobody can reach more or less her brother, you know, like exactly. And you know, I mean, the thing is too, like, like I love right there for what he is and what he's given or whatever. Um, but like, he's not a sister. He's no Brandy. He's not as talented as Brandy. He, and he will, and I, and, and that's okay. And that's fine. That is okay. It is okay. I mean, look at all the, I mean, look at all the Jackson siblings. It's fine. Like everybody was putting yeah. out albums, but Janet and Michael were just those girls. And that's it. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask you this question and I'll tell you my answer after you. But yeah. what is the most because obviously going into this, like we knew that there was way too much shit to cover with Brandy, yeah. and you'll probably be back. Oh, I will. Okay. I will. Okay. I will. What is the most random? brandy project that you just personally love like it may not be popular anything movie tv what at book i don't oh, know whatever God. fucking makeup like what i don't know anything nail polish I, line so uh, <laughs> i really really and i feel like this falls super under the radar to a lot of people i really enjoyed um brandy's um reality show on vh1 with with her family bitch that was my answer oh my fucking god that was my answer (laughs) i feel like that show for them to not be a kardashian-esque like we'll put everything out in line because let's be honest they were never going to do that that show was really entertaining and I, I mean they even tried to get a little project going a little you know they threw together some songs as a family the songs the I songs said, there's there's a song on I think I think I want to say the song's called is it lifeguard I think it's called lifeguard that song is like I'm like oh my gosh like what is like this is a great song um wow I'm so it's so crazy that you said that because I did not I did never pictured you saying that um gosh yeah that's my answer truthfully I loved that show and it was interesting because it was like so the theme of the show it was called family business right yeah family business yeah and it was about them being like a business a family in the entertainment industry and how the like everything kind of revolves around their mom like basically their mom being Chris being Chris Jenner literally the OG Chris literally and it, it was so good and it was just a lot of like Brandy and Ray J doing a lot of like Bart and Lisa hijinks, like brother and sister hijinks. And it was funny. And they play off of each other so well. Right. I mean, even, I mean, the most entertaining thing I, I feel like I've almost ever seen in my life is their punk, the punk episode they were on. Oh my Because <laughs> I, I guarantee you some, some producer was watching that and was like, damn, why don't we give them a show? Like, right. like, I'm like, if that's how they are when they think nobody's watching them, can you imagine? Like, I'm like, can, like, can, wow. That I episode, I mean, there's literally a freaking iconic meme from it where she's running <laughs> down the street. And it's crazy because I don't even think people know that that's actually, that's Brandy. But I'm like, oh, there's so many, oh, Troy, there's so many random moments that I feel like, oh my gosh, you know what gets referenced a lot? And I have to mention this is when she went on 106 in the park when she's promoting, um, is 211 and she's like but we need the audience to buy the album the kids ran with that phrase and they'll be like but we need the audience to follow the account every time so every, <laughs> yeah. that is <laughs> when we talk about like like impact other than just obviously like the obvious the music and the movies i'm like there are literal phrases that we have derived from her right and 
Oh, I'm sorry. I I could literally we we'll be here for twelve hours. And we no, <laughs> and that would be and that would be fine. And and that's fine. And that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> I don't think people know that Brandy's so funny. I don't. She's hilarious, and she's like her her personality, and sometimes almost doesn't. I feel like it doesn't even match like who she really is, like who she like is in her music and stuff like that. Because a lot of her music's been a little bit more heartfelt and whatever, mm. whatever. Um, she's so funny. She's so hilarious. Like she has like I feel like just like a, a, a swagger to her, and I feel like that is genuinely why that she's probably going to stay booked for the rest of her career. Like absolutely. She's going, I mean, she, I mean, she's like literally in like there when, when her show got canceled recently, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, well, she'll just be on to the next gig because she always finds a way in because I just feel like it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, when you're so ingrained in the culture that you can do so many different things, you know, it kind of gives me like the feeling of like a Mary J. Blige, how she's able to do movies and, you know, all mm-hmm. these different things. And we know, and people still listen to the music. But I feel like there's just, I feel like there's still forever going to be a thirst for her. And I, I honestly feel like I could see Brandy becoming a, one of those figures in R&B that really does get the a treatment of, of where people understand that like, she's an icon, you know, Aaliyah, the Aaliyahs of the world. I, I'm, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I really feel like there's going to be a point where we're going to see her in that type of mindset. I think we're going to see her peers there as well. I feel like we're finally getting there to, getting there to appreciating her, um, and I honestly really look forward to that because the more people that can understand how great that reality show was and they can go back and watch it and enjoy like us, I'm like, baby, <laughs> you're missing out on, you're missing out on gems. It's giving gems. <laughs> she is literally, I can't like, I keep thinking about the meme of her like fall, like falling down to the ground for, on, on punked. And like, even uh-huh. that is so Brandy's humor. So her humor, because, you know, it's, it's, I love like, you know, that she's definitely one to like, poke fun at herself and she's definitely one to like laugh about her situation I mean the fact that literally like she joked about Monica punching her in there during the versus thing I was kind of mm-hmm. like she can literally roll with the punch oh she can roll <laughs> she can roll with the punches no pun intended like she can really roll with those punches and she really knows how to like just make things funny and just like you know I I, I honestly really was hoping that show would do more seasons but I mean yeah. I can see kind of why she felt like, you know, she like that wasn't 100% necessary, but I honestly foresee like her future being very, very bright still. And I mean, where she's like 25, 26, almost 30 years in. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, she's so ingrained and it's like, she is one of those people, like even more so than artists that we will allow to dabble in like movies and music. Yeah. She's the step above where she has established herself in everything so intensely that it, like, I don't even think twice, like, if, yeah. I don't even think about it. Like, if Brandy says she's acting, it's because yeah. Brandy's acting. Yeah. And if she says she's doing music, she's doing music. Like, it's not even a thought in my mind. Like, oh my God. Okay, there's one thing I, one thing that I definitely feel like I have to mention, and I feel like this is also pretty important to me growing up, is <sighs> Brandy's appearance and I know what you did last summer, or oh, we, I, oh, I still know what you did. I wasn't going to let you leave until we talked about and, it, so you know. I honestly feel like her involvement in that movie, it gave me kind of this weird feeling that, like, as a Black people, we can be in anything, because I feel like she was very much a main character in that movie, 
And I felt like for some reason growing up when you're young and black and that you don't see yourself in certain types of spaces because you're like, we just know people get killed, black people get killed off. We're never like, but like, that was so crazy important to me for whatever reason, because I was like, wow, like this is a full horror film. And like, she's a final girl and she's a black girl at that. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's a really big culture moment. Anytime you see people talk about compilations or they talk about like black people in horror films, that's always like one of the things that people talk about her involvement in that movie you describe it perfect it is so special it's so it feels I mean now like it feels normal but at the time yes for her to play like you said basically the second lead let's be honest like it's her and Jennifer Love Woods movie and she survives spoiler alert she lives um she's in the movie like a lot like she's not like a I mean she's in it almost every other scene yeah and that was just not something that somebody in her she was always the first person to do so much shit because then you had everybody doing the stuff after that you had oh my god what you know the oh my god which Halloween film it was like literally the blackest Halloween film I've ever seen in my life (laughs) oh it's Halloween resurrection i want to say it's the one with tyra and like i think that's the one that they they don't claim or they're like that's not canon anymore right no no (laughs) and my gosh i mean it's crazy oh my gosh now we're setting another freaking precedent that i literally been thinking about right now because after that i feel like as if now after that all a bunch of black people were being put in horror films whether they were like as prevalent as she was in that film like mm-hmm. probably not but I still feel like that kind of opened up that door but again that goes back to kind of understanding the sheer impact of her being a black woman and being able to step into that kind of space because mm-hmm. that was not a space that was really checking for black women like that or black or really black people in general like that like yeah. I, I just I mean it's crazy wow to even think about yeah, and I agree with you. It made me, seeing her in that movie as a kid made me feel so seen. As a little, like, horror movie freak, I was yeah. like, oh my God, like, that's Brandy. That is Brandy in a horror movie. Like, it was unimaginable. And it's 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 insane because I remember having, like, the I remember kind of having the same feeling when I um later on um saw Kiki Palmer and Scream Queens when I was like, please don't die. Like, please right. live like Brandy. Like, I was like, y'all, please don't kill her. Like, like please. Brandy. Like, I don't want her to die so bad. Like, please make sure her character stays alive. And I mean, obviously, spoiler alert, people, yeah, she did. Yeah. And it's like, again, she's paved that way for that. I think, I think just quite frankly, in general, like, she, she paved the way for a lot of Black women in the entertainment industry um, in so many different ways. I honestly wonder if anybody would have taken a chance on a That's a Raven. I honestly oh. wonder if anybody would have let, you know, a trajectory of VP happen later on in Ant Farm. Now I'm like, was watching something the other day where it was like, a, a, it was like these two black girls with the show on Nickelodeon as two black girls leads in the show. I don't know if we would have been able to see that without Moesha. And like, you know, I don't know if we would have been able to see that. And I don't know if, I don't know if people understand, really truthfully understand the impact that Brandy has had. Wow. Wow, oh. that really that's crazy. Oh my that god. That so was a beautiful no, like I was like completely silent and just staring at you like I was listening I, to this podcast. That, the, the, in the way that literally came directly from my actual heart. <laughs> like, oh, I said, oh my gosh, not me. 
oh my gosh if i had more if i had enough as this much passion that i do brandy with other things right <laughs> like that was oh from your goodness. the deepest parts of your spirit that was yeah. so beautiful well thank you so much for doing this with me i'm so like this was per- this was exactly what i wanted it to be but like 20 times more honestly this was so uh, fun. honestly i had such a freaking great time and it's literally crazy how we literally hopped in each other's mind a few different times. I know. Like I literally was like, no way, no way. No. <laughs> like, ugh. I'm, I'm so thankful. And honestly, like, I, I really hope like they, people take from this and under, like really like revisiting, go back and like see some of these things that we're talking about for sure. For sure. Well, tell people where they can find you and like, where oh. they, cause please follow this young man. Like he's so funny, literally I, so entertaining. So much. Thank you so much. So you can find me on um, TikTok, which I'm starting to post on a little bit more at Michael Montana. And then my Instagram is probably something that I am the most active on. And it's Michael underscore Hilliard, H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. Um, I post like all kind of like little skits, pop culture stuff. I talk about being Black. I talk about being queer. I talk about all types of crazy little things. Um but most importantly, what I like to like kind of keep my content as is like fun and light. So that's kind of what you'll get out of me. You put so much work into your Instagram posts. It is amazing. Like, man, it's appreciated. Like you do so much work. And it, I no, honestly, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's crazy because I, 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 this year I definitely told myself that I would take it a lot more serious. And I really was like, no, like keep going because that's hard to notice notice how many people like actually were like interacting and saying things because like you know uh, you know there's a whole you know the whole spacing of being black and queer and you're not really feeling like you're like do people care will they care and you're not yeah. really knowing where what niche and where you can fit in so like I really appreciate that especially from like my peers especially like thank you so much yeah do you like how long does it take you to do your posts <sighs> man so Typically, I I definitely do one thing a day, if not two things a day. And a lot of times, stuff will be sitting, like, for a while. Like, I'll buy a prop or something for, like, a shoot, and I'll just let it sit for a while. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just do it. And, you know, it, it's crazy because sometimes some of the stuff people see on my Instagram I did three weeks ago. Yeah. Sometimes I literally do it that, I'm like, I like this. I'm going to put this out right now. Yeah. Um, what I do a lot of times with my more pop culture stuff is I try to wait for a closer date and time. Like, it's funny. The other day I did like a, a, a Barbie post or whatever. And I, and I don't know if this is just like the fate or whatever, but I ended up like using Barbie Girl by Aqua. And then it, the same day that I posted it, it was the, their anniversary, the 25th anniversary of that song. Oh shit. So I was just kind of like, I didn't know that, but like for what, like for instance, like you can always look forward to, if it's Hillary Duff's birthday, there's going to be a Hillary Duff post. If it's Lindsay Lohan's yeah. birthday, it's going to be a pop culture moment. There, there's most likely going to always be something on that particular day. Um, and I'll plan that sometimes months, months and months ahead. Um, um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll save up or whatever, but yeah, it's, 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 it's work. Like I know, yeah, I know it, and, it and, looks like work. You can and tell it's crazy because like, I, I feel like as if a lot of times when people make content, it can kind of be looked at as like frivolous sometimes. And like, yeah. like it, like, it's just not, it's for me, it's not that easy. I mean, I'm changing the content 12, 13 times over and over and making sure that it's how I want it to be. But like, I also like try to ha- like not let it just be like random and have some kind of message, but 
no you're making you are literally making art and it's so funny because the shit that you post is so like your art style is so specific to you that like it's already oh. kind of um it's like like I would look at something and know like I look at your post and I know that they're your post before I see who posted it that see that makes me feel so good because that's something that that I've actively like been like I, I naturally fell into like my own style, which is really crazy because I remember when I first started off, I didn't really know what direction or who I wanted to be in that space. Right. And now I know like that what I want to incorporate, who I want to talk about. I know that I want to cover like really serious things, but like maybe make it a little bit more fun. Um, and ah, that makes me feel so good. I'm literally like gonna cry tonight. Because <laughs> well i already can't wait for you to come back again thank you so much for doing this with me this was amazing yes oh my gosh thank you for having me i appreciate it well you guys i hope that you enjoyed it i will see you next week bye thank you for listening to dunzo this podcast is a part of the solid listen network please take a moment to rate review and subscribe if you haven't already Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.